What's up, you guys? Hope everybody's doing good. We are Thursday, so the Friday to Saturday, three days away now from Houston Marathon, which is pretty cool. Um, pretty crazy, too, that it didn't seem that long ago that I was winding down for Dublin. And, you know, I, I can't even remember. I'm trying to think back if, like, anything was bothering me before Dublin. I, I think my right quad needed a bit of treatment. Um, and I remember telling you guys that, that it, well, I wasn't, um, like, worried. But I knew, like... <laughs> If you if you feel little problems before a marathon or, or any real race for that matter, like I think on on one hand it's good to use the time that you have. So it's good if you if you have time to get treatment, it's good to get some treatment. Um, the other side of things would be don't don't try. If it happens, it happens. But don't don't try or don't expect everything to be like fucking perfect. You know, um, it's very difficult to get perfect. We we definitely don't seek perfect for training. Um, you know, you might go do a twenty mile run and know that you have a bit of an injury, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Like so, it's strange that when it comes to race time. And that 20 mile run might go really good. Um, you know, you, you might have no problem. You might actually run faster than you thought you would. Your heart rate might be lower than you thought it would be, etc., etc. But all of a sudden, when it comes to race week, there's this like expectation that everything's just going to be like perfect, you know, because you're tapering and things like this. And, um, and, and I know I, I definitely do that. I, I raise the bar of expectation to you know, when I'm running those couple of days before a race, I just want everything to feel good, to feel smooth. Um, and sometimes that's not the case because the body naturally, I believe, tenses up a little bit closer to races. You know, it it, it gets into... I was listening to the audible of Ant Middleton and nerves, fear, things like this, it, it stiffens the body up because the body... Excuse me. The body's getting ready, right? So... Aunt Middleton talks about it that, you know, when you say you're feeling scared or you're feeling nervous, actually probably what you're feeling is a little bit of tension and maybe an upset stomach. It's it's real things are happening, but it's adrenaline and things like this. It's the body basically getting ready to, you know, if you've got a marathon coming up, it's getting ready to run 26 miles. It's telling you that, hey, this ain't going to be fucking easy, so we, we better get ready. Um, so I'm definitely guilty of like asking too much of my body sometimes and wanting it to be absolutely perfect you know I did a I, I got I got quite a lot of treatment yesterday I got some dry needling um, and then I followed that up with like a little bit of massage off like the um, chiropractor he did a little bit of back adjustments and things like that and then I got a really probably what I'm going to say a pretty intense massage um you know the the massage lady Monica like people in Flagstaff see her quite a bit and she's she's well known to be really good and pretty tough um and and I just kind of let her you know let loose I was like hey I, I know there's tightnesses some of that tightness I want because that's what helps you run a good marathon being you know tight and efficient and good running economy and stuff comes with that tightness but some of it I think is borderline could be a problem in the last six miles um so she was she was getting stuck in and and I, I really felt the benefit almost immediately um certain areas that had been tight and maybe pulling a little bit like all of a sudden they weren't um and then on the run this morning, 
so I, I was I knew I was going to be a bit tender and um, she massaged my back and stuff as well and I woke up this morning and my back is like oh it's a bit tender but um I, I have no problem with that tender's fine um hamstrings and adductor still a little bit tender and when there's little bits of tenderness it's hard to know if it's tender or if it's like you know tender from a really deep massage can feel very much like a bloody muscle tear um it feels a bit tight it just feels a little bit like weak um but i i did a little bit of gym strengthening stuff this morning and then i went for my run um and i felt no problems whatsoever like I I want to say, you know, like you're looking at a zero out of 10 for any type of problem this morning with the adductor and the hamstring. Um, so the, the next step, which is really important, the next step is to like let it go, you know. Um, if, if you don't let it go mentally, well, then you're focusing on it. And I reckon when you focus on an area, you, you cause it to tense up yourself. Um, so I have I have one more session of treatment. Um, I don't even think we'll go near the hamstring and the adductor. Um, I think it might just be um, quads, calves, psoas. Um, some, some of the areas that I haven't really got much treatment on, uh, maybe like a bit of a massage around the diaphragm, things like that. Um, and then I'm, and then you know you're. You, you might not be perfect, but you sure as shit better be as good to go as you're going to be. Um, because, yeah, you, you just start to run out of time, I guess, before race day. Um, I've had a little bit more treatment this week than usual. But if I remember right, I got a lot of treatment between Doha and Dublin. Um, I think there's an acceptance that if you're trying to run pretty fast times and PBs, you're probably training at an intensity you've never trained at before and then you're hypothetically going to race at an intensity that you've never sorry at a speed you've never raced before the intensity is probably going to be very similar to the intensity of other marathons I've ran um, if I followed the similar heart rates and things like that and similar effort levels so yeah look I'm, I'm, I'm starting to get excited a little bit um, it's, it's unfortunate that I did sort of you know, this is the first week in a long time that I've sort of felt that little bit of an issue, like hamstring and adductor. That's unfortunate because it's it's kind of taken away a little bit of the excitement. Um, but I'm just making sure that I'm working on the things that I can work on, which is like, um, you know, for a couple of days there, Monday to Wednesday, I, I didn't have as much carbs as I would normally have. Um, I don't cut carbs completely. I know people that deplete fully. Um, I, I don't tend to do that. Um, especially not when I do have a little bit of a, a niggle or whatever that I want to like fuck off to put it politely. Um, I, I want to make sure I'm eating to make sure that that sort of like bounces as quick as it can. Um, but you know, I, I, then today I had to go shopping last night cause Thursday, Friday, Saturday is when I really start to like pull the carbs back in and I make sure that I'm getting enough fuel to be basically fully stocked on Sunday. Um, I've been really smart about the taper, um, possibly tapered a bit more than I normally would. Like for example, you know, today and yesterday might've been like seven miles in the morning or eight and then three that night with some strides. That's just, that's like bonus material. Maybe a lot of it's for your own sake psychologically that you're still doubling, you're still out there doing a couple of strides and probably feeling pretty good. Um, I just don't see the use for that three mile run and strides right now. Um, not when I'm trying to 
you know, get treatment and then let my body recover from that treatment. Um, so I've been swerving those. I, I could do one tonight, but I'm probably going to swerve it too. Um, and then tomorrow you're probably looking at like a six mile run. And that's when I might do a few strides. But actually you might find I don't even do strides until Saturday the day before the race or Sunday the morning of the race, like after I do my little bit of a warm up. It's, it's nice when you can do all the things that you normally do. Um, but you also have to be logical and smart and disciplined. And, you know, I finished the run this morning. And like I said, I, I was sitting at a zero. Um, and, and I'm thinking like, well, should I do my strides now? And I really wanted to. But then I was like, you know, you're a bit tender from massage yesterday. You could do strides right now and end up upsetting something because you're tender from the massage the day before. So I, I ended up doing, you know, just my seven mile run, had a shower and came to the gym and did like my yoga routine. The, the chiropractor at the gym who helps us has a laser machine. And so I used the laser machine, which I think is supposed to like speed up recovery of a muscle maybe. I, I pretty much along those lines or reduce inflammation or stuff like that. So it seemed to do no harm to um, run the laser up and down for 10 minutes around the hamstring and sort of a doctor area. Um, and the reason I'm doing a podcast now is because the longer I sat around the gym, I just find I was doing things that I, I don't need to be doing. And that's the, that's the thing with it. You know, if you end up sitting in the gym watching everybody else do their gym session and all of a sudden you're doing uh, RDLs or you're doing, you know, glute bridges and it's just shit that you don't need to be doing at this stage. Um, now, I will the day before in the morning of the race do little adductor um, strengthening stuff and a couple of glute bridges just as more as an activation circuit than a, than a strengthening. Um, but it just keeps those muscles switched on and um, keeps me alert and keeps the body alert. And um, Yeah, look, I, I'm... I'm I'm pretty much at the point of I don't think in this scenario I can be better prepared. Um, of course, I'd love my hamstring and a doctor not to have been a problem this week, but it's nothing that I haven't handled before and it's nothing that I won't have to handle again in the future. It ju it's just part and parcel of um, preparing for any race. You know, these things happen. Um, if you look at any sport like Premier League or... Um, you know, the Olympics in general or big world major, major marathons in general, most people come in with a little bit of something. Um, I was just sort of thinking about it yesterday that, you know, I'm glad, I'm glad my problem is like hamstring and adductor and not fitness. Or if it wasn't fitness, you know, it might be like a viral infection or even just a cold. I'm glad that I don't have any issues like that. So, I'm pretty, I'm pretty much just hoping that the hamstring and adductor gets back to full strength before Sunday. And, and I'm 90% sure it's going to be in a place where it needs to be. The other 10% is just nerves and a bit of fear of something not quite being perfect. Um, but yeah, like it, it's exciting. Um, I think it's, I think I'm going to have to be really disciplined. Um, those first, those first couple of miles can be pretty fast at Houston. You start with the half marathon guys and, you know, these guys are going to set off at like 4.30. Um, you're probably going to have women in the half marathon setting off 
similar speed to what I'm running, like 65.30 to 66 minutes. Like that's how good these women are now. Um, so yeah, there needs to be a, a level of discipline. Um, and, and I know that I have that level of discipline, especially with the hamstring and the adductor. Like the, the, easier, the easier I can make this on my body almost the better like you know if i if i can take it a little bit easier in those early miles which gives my hamstring and the adductor a little chance to sort of like warm up you could say then that's probably going to pay off quite a lot in the last six miles um so no we look fuck we've got here um i i counted up you know i i did nine miles so sorry nine weeks and the average mileage was like 92 91 92 Dare I say it's my highest ever. Um, I think it is. Um, might be the first time I've ever averaged above 90 for sort of eight to nine weeks. Um, that's pretty fucking cool. It's definitely the best build-up I've had in terms of, um, I'm going to say, specific preparation. You know, Houston's a, it's a flat place to race. Um, we, we, the, the big focus for Doha was, was heat and, and a slower pace. And then all of a sudden, the pace was still pretty fucking fast, and and I probably struggled a bit. Um, the the difference being for this marathon is that I prepared for four fifty five to five minute mile pace. Um, I did a lot of work at that sort of pace. That's the reason I booked that little bit of a trip home. Obviously, it was really nice to include Christmas in the trip home, but it allowed me to kind of go home and. Um, run at the kind of speeds that I'm going to operate on race day um, and, th- and that was really useful both both for my confidence psychologically and then also just for like the specific leg turnover at that sort of speed and um, and, I- and I think I benefited a lot from that um, so yeah fuck um, I-, I-, I am excited let me tell you like it I, I might not always sound it but um, I-, I wouldn't be nervous if I wasn't like super excited and um, you know, the Olympics is such a fucking huge thing and I've probably blocked it from my mind. Like, I don't really want to think too much about the Olympics. I just kind of want to focus on, you know, maybe one mile at a time, maybe one drink station at a time. And maybe it's been a nice distraction this week having to think about like more yoga, you know, a bit more treatment. Um, and it's kind of take my mind off the fact that in, you know, two days time, I'm going to try to run an Olympic qualifying time and it could legit make me a fucking Olympian, which is, you know, absolutely crazy because I've said this many times and I, I don't know if anyone read, I, I put a, actually on the yoga thing, I put up a yoga video on Instagram. It's called Instagram TV. Uh, it, that was the only place it would allow me to upload a video of that size. And it, I think it also, I don't know if it stays forever, but it certainly stays a lot longer than like the 24 hours of a story. Um, but I also on Twitter, if you go on Twitter, there was an article, a guy called me a couple of months back or maybe two months ago or something like that. And and we we were really just chatting and um, I, I knew he was going to do an article about it. And, and I, I was probably really honest and, and I feel like I, I am really honest and um, 
and it's a, it's a really cool read um, and, and I, I kind of just want to come back to you know I'm about to say like in two days time you know I could run an Olympic qualifying time or you know I'm even just proud that I've even put myself in this fucking position to do that based on where I've come from sort of three four years ago um, even that you know it's such a compliment to me that so many people wish me luck and you know I had someone on Twitter or I think it was Twitter this morning telling me that you know you're invested when you're looking up the weather for Houston Marathon and you know people listening to the podcast are doing things like this and and I think it speaks volumes for not just like the journey I've I've been on but also like maybe how many people it's impacted and how many people's lives are maybe benefiting from listening and thinking about their own shit and 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 I just say things out loud and then you guys listen but it's not it's what you're doing is what sort of like I guess like helping you or um you guys are listening and then and then maybe acting um all i'm doing is is speaking out loud um so yeah no that's that's i just want to so so thank you there um but also if you read that article you'll you'll probably find it pretty interesting um little background on me um like uh, the article is I'm, I'm not about to start a background on me um but but i you know two days away from maybe making an olympics and and let me tell you like I, i'm a pretty fucked up kid and i used to fight all the time because i couldn't handle my emotions and um i i made you know heaps of mistakes i never held on jobs and um, i never tried in school because of for whatever reason and um, I, I don't think you become an Olympian or, or a professional at any sport that you do without um, discipline, without dedication, without hard work. And, and that's pretty fucking cool. I'm, I'm really proud of that. Um, almost like, you know, that makes me a bit emotional to say that out loud. And I can tell you that my eyes are watering. And, um, and that's pretty fucking cool. I'm, re- I'm really proud of that. And I know my family are. And um and and that's you know i i was gonna buy my my parents my my little sister and my little brother and mom have been going to the gym and doing a bit of running and i think they're enjoying it and i think they'd like to sort of you know get fit and and do a bit more exercise and and it's so so beneficial and you know if you if you run yourself and other people in your family don't and they don't exercise like it's okay (sighs) i don't try to encourage people i i think they need to decide on their own but it's okay to like show that there can be positive things about exercise and stuff so i like basically i'm going to get to the point of i was going to buy my parents um a pretty good treadmill for the garage um like spend quite a bit of money on that um, and there's two things there like it's exciting that you know they want to run and exercise and i know the benefits and i think that would be really exciting for them but also just that like let me tell you like three three four years ago um Two years ago, for that matter, I, I swear in my life, at breakfast, I used to have to check my bank account to see if I could afford breakfast. I, I promise you, I'm not lying. Um, you know, I, I, I quoted that the last time I was flying home, I, it might have been from Houston Marathon a year ago. I'm not really sure. I don't think my contract had been fully sorted yet. And yeah, actually it hadn't. Um, you know, this time a year ago, I had to ask my mom to put money into my bank account because I didn't, I think I had like fucking 17 pounds in my bank account and, and I was about to fly home and I didn't want to arrive in Dublin and not have enough money. I was waiting for about maybe a check for like 250 pounds to go in the bank. Um, and I didn't want to risk that when I landed, it didn't go in and I couldn't book the air coach back to Belfast. So, 
you know, and, and here I am talking about buying treadmills for my parents, you know, um, and, and so that's, I'm, I don't, I, I swear to God, I'm not trying to gloat. Um, I, I just, I just want to show that when you work fucking hard at things, um, good things can happen. Um, it doesn't happen right away. It doesn't happen every week. You know, Sunday could be a disappointment. You know, Doha was a disappointment. I'm not, I'm not immune or invincible to disappointments. They happen. You know, they happen fucking regularly. Um, but if you fucking stick at it and you keep going and you don't give up, you stand a far greater chance of something good happening to you. Um, an Irish runner uh, messaged me the other day, um, really promising Irish runner and, and always has been and really gutsy in the cross countries. And actually, I raced him not that long ago. I, I probably raced him about two years ago. And um, I was way ahead. Of, I, I was way ahead mentally than where I was physically I thought I was in a fucking different realm of fitness and I clearly bloody wasn't um, and I remember pushing the pace and pushing the pace and I just thought this guy just will not fucking go away um, and so he reached out yesterday and, and you know he, he was wishing me good luck and um, I think he was excited to see what sort of race result comes back and you know I, I think it's inspired some people and um, you know, he talked about my training being something that, you know, he'd, he'd aspire to and he'd hope to get there. And I know he can. Um, and, and I just wrote back and said, look, like, <laughs> it just happens. I, I didn't do anything. I didn't. There's no special. Um, it, it seems not that long ago that I was doing 10 to 12 mile tempo runs and or, or sorry, not even 10 to 12 because I couldn't yet. You know, I was doing six or eight mile tempo runs and, and doing them a lot, lot slower than what I'm now doing bloody 12 to 15. Um, it just happens. You, you just have to stick with it. Um, running, the, the good days are easy, you know, and don't complicate those days. Running, running is just getting through the fucking bad times um, and figuring shit out, you know, if you're injury prone, figure out how not to get injured figure out how much you know just because some people run 90 to 100 mile a week doesn't mean that you have to there's other marathoners marathoners out there that do 120 130 you know i do 90 to 95 stick to what you fucking do best stick to what you know you can do and do it well do it really well i might only run 90 to 95 mile a week but I don't know fucking many people that are waking up and pissing in a pot so they can check their hydration with a hydration machine that they fucking bought themselves. You know what I mean? I, I focus on the things that I'm good at and the things that I can do. You know, the recovery stuff, the hydration stuff, you know. I focus on all that stuff. Sleep, you know, I nail sleep. You've probably people out there kneeling 120 mile a week, but yet they're not getting the sleep part right. Um, lots of things you can work on. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening. Um, I, I should do another podcast Saturday, um, day before. Um, and and yeah, I'll, I'll check in. Um, but yeah, look, things are better than what they were at the start of the week. Um, and I got through the six by a mile pretty much problem free. I say pretty much, you know, I think I was still a little bit aware of it, but it didn't, it didn't fuck anything up or there was no repercussions. So um, all right, guys, take care. Bye bye.